Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports, and I'm back here, this is Trevor, and I have Caden here again with me, and we're going to be discussing uh, Lions off-season football again. Uh, I did a solo episode on this, but Caden is equally, probably as big of a Lions fan as I am, um, so I, I did want to get his input on some of the draft and off-season moves, acquisitions, and roster updates, and just news around the team. Um, I, 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 I'm excited for this upcoming season, I think that we got better across the board. Um, very few spots that I think that are lackluster. Um, again, maybe drafting a higher defensive back or corner in the draft would have helped. But, you know, the more I look at the selections that they made, they got key players for key positions. They got the best players available at those positions. Um, in my opinion, at really good valued spots. Um, so, like, Brian Branch falling to where he did. I thought that was a really good pick by them. And he's a, he's a defensive back, but more of a safety kind of guy. Um, but he does fit that scheme, and he does fit that culture uh, for Dan Campbell as well as Brad Holmes. Uh, but the, the, the pick that stuck out to me the most, and I definitely want Caden's opinion on his, you know, the, the draft for the Lions and definitely a grade if possible, but was the Jack Campbell pick, um, mm-hmm. the linebacker out of Iowa. He, he's a dog. Yeah, he, he's a fucking dog. He's gonna come in and probably start over Malcolm Rodriguez if they do that two linebacker setup, mm. which is gonna suck. It is gonna suck. Like I, I do see, um, you know, because you know Rodrigo has already had a year in the league, you know, he knows what this shit's all about. I do see him coming off the bench regularly. Yes, you know, because you know you do have a rookie in Jack Campbell. Not saying that. Jack Campbell is going to be worse than Rodrigo, but I am saying you have a guy with starting NFL, you know, NFL experience, and you have a guy who doesn't. I agree with that, but it's just you look at the upside and the builds, exactly. and the difference between both those mm-hmm. players. Malcolm Rodriguez didn't miss assignments; mm-hmm. that he he couldn't. You know, yeah. fourth round guy, a bit of a smaller linebacker. You can't miss tackles. You can't miss the run gaps that are opening up. You have to play up to your captain that's playing on the right side of you, Alex Anzalone, who just got a big extension for him, uh, who is the honestly the true captain of the defense. I know he's a little bit subpar in coverage, yeah. but he is a he is he's a Dan Campbell guy, bro. Like I can't I can't say it other than that. Like he he has that high motor. He doesn't give up. Yeah. You know, if he gets burned in a play, he's gonna come back and make a tackle for loss yeah. if he can. You know, he, he doesn't have he, he doesn't hold, he doesn't have a, like a long memory. You know what I'm saying? Because being a, a little bit of a, a physically deficient linebacker who can't really cover run, running backs, especially quick ones, or you know any kind of receiver, you want him to be really good in the run game. You want him to be really good at communicating with the rest of the defense, Just making sure that third level is on, on, on point, making sure that your front four are doing their fucking jobs, making sure that you know whatever linebacker is with you, if it was uh, Harrison Barnes, who I think is now on the... Uh, the Giants, so I wish him well. He's definitely going to be a starter uh, next year. Former first-round pick, by the way. Um, but I, I just think that there's upside to Jack Campbell that, you know, sadly, don't want to say this anything negative about Rodrigo because he was a dog Yeah. Um, that he just doesn't have physically. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. Jack Campbell is huge. Yeah. He's fucking ma- – his wingspan, he's massive. He's Dude, he's going to create havoc, mm-hmm. especially if we decide to call out, like, blitzes. Yeah. With Aiden, Aline uh, – Fucking John Kaminsky. I mean, we have dogs up there, yeah. and I, I think that just adds to it, you know, especially in the rush attack. Mm-hmm. Especially so. with, you know, James Houston now, you know, especially what he did last last season. I mean, he had like eight sacks. Six, in like sacks, six games, like bro. Absolutely insane. You know, we have him for the whole 
whole season. He's a great third down guy. Don't make third, third downs down. when you know Hutkinson is tired or uh, you know Aline McNeil maybe need a you know maybe needs a little bit of a rest. You know, just throw him in. Why not? But what are your thoughts on the draft in general? What do you think about Jameer Gibbs? What do you think about some of these picks in the first round and second round? Honestly, I do see where people were saying they were questionable picks, especially because you know the Jamar Jamar Gibbs Jamar Gibbs trade, uh, especially going to be traded back. That was very, I don't know. I was surprised that we did do that, but we did I see capital. now. Like now, I see why we did it, and I'm very happy that we did do it because I'm happy to have a guy like Jamar Gibbs on the team. I do feel that he would have been there a little bit later, though. I mean, you saw how excited um, Brad Holmes and um, Dan Campbell were when they were able to get Jameer Gibbs yeah. and Jack Campbell. And y- you wonder if, you know, maybe they saw something that wasn't, you know, seen by a lot of other clubs. Yeah. But I I think that Jameer Gibbs is immediately going to replace uh, DeAndre Swift's production, um, if not better. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be more effective in the pass game, and I'm excited to see his game. But what were your, what were your what was your first round grade for them? First round grade, I'm gonna give it just because of you know we got the things that you know we needed, and I'm I'm gonna give the grade, uh, yeah, a, a good B plus because it could have been better. Yeah. But we got what we needed. We came away with some good players. You know, Sam the the Jack, Jack Campbell pick. That honestly, I feel like. If we waited for him, he wouldn't have been there. Yeah, because he is the number. He's the best linebacker in the draft, and all you have to do is just look at not only his stats, the but tape. Look at the tape. The tape does not lie. He's an absolute fucking beast. Just, just look at this man play. He's making you know grown men look like little boys. Yeah, and if he can do that in the NFL, he completely deserves that first round pick. And I mean, you were talking about Aline McNeil. Uh, there's an article out as of May 30th, and this is on the Detroit Lions News, um, prideofdetroit.com. Um, Aline McNeil has cut 13% body fat to improve as a pass rusher. And when you like pair him with Isaiah Bugs, John Kaminsky, Aiden Hutchinson, James Houston, and then like a genuinely depth-filled linebacking core now, I gotta say the front seven is looking fucking mighty nice, yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like, besides, like, the 49ers, the fucking Chiefs, the fucking Eagles, like, I I don't see a front seven better than this right now. They have youth, Mm -hmm. experience, and just production. Very promising. The upside is there. Um, If we can really replicate what we did in those last 10 weeks of last year, then there is no reason that we cannot not only win our division... But go to the they get to the NFC Championship. There's no reason why we can't do that. It's open. The window's open. It's more open now than it has been in the past ever. five years, ever. ten years. Yeah, for them, for the Lions, for, for sure. For any team, for any, for legit any team, it is is very open for any team to go take that. It's up for grabs for anybody in the NFC, mm-hmm. really. But I mean, what are your thoughts on potentially landing um, Chase Young? There's some buzz around that. I, I don't know if it's gonna happen. They're mm-hmm. gonna have to lob a lot of money at him, but yeah. That'd be nice. And especially looking at, you know, we'll probably get, you know, Lowe's was telling us uh, earlier, you probably get what Bradley Chubb will get, and I do agree with that. It's, uh, it is, it is going to be, you know, I don't feel like we definitely need him. We can do without him. Yeah. But why not have him? Just because, you know, it's the same thing. Why not have more money? You're not, you're not going to say no to, you know, a million dollars. You're not exactly. going to say no to having Chase Young. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no to having Chase Young, but I'm also you know I don't feel like he would be necessary if we got him. He's not necessary to put us over the edge. We're already over that hump. You know, he would just be there to make us like a assured. If we don't make it to the NFC Championship, then it's a fucking flop of a season. Especially if we got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And that's another thing we should probably talk about. Uh, there, there is buzz around him going to a couple teams. And, you know, on Twitter, you know, the Lions seemed a little logical because we do need that big wide receiver. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know if we have the money for him. I know he's a little older, but I, he's going to command a lot of money for him. I mean, um, if we have if we have the money for Chase Young, we have the money for DeAndre. Hopkins. Yeah, no, 100%. But like that goes back to what you were saying, like should we just give another guy a shot and he he's going to be cheaper. Exactly. Josh Reynolds is still there. Amon Ra is still going to be a dog. Mm-hmm. Um we have good we have good receivers. Yeah, save money as well. Marvin Jones is back yeah. wearing that number 0, so that's going to be exciting to see him return. He'll probably retire after this year, but yeah, I, I'd like yeah. to see it go out with a playoff win for him. Exactly. Honestly, I'd like to just go out for the playoff campaign. Like, really, just more more than a win. Um, And, and the Jamison Williams news, that sucks. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. We're going to... Yeah. He's not going to be on the field again for a couple weeks. Um, But again, that just shows you that, you know, Jared Goff is going to have to get working with not only an efficient run game with Jameer Gibbs and mm-hmm. David Montgomery, who got paid... But we're going to have to trust in Amon Ra again. Um, and it's not the position that you normally rely on, uh, the slot receiver, to be your like mm-hmm. receiving and pass game. Number one. He's legit wide receiver number one. He is, bro. And you know, I want to see more production out of Marvin Jones, but I don't know where they're going to line him up because he's the slot receiver. Yeah. So you know, there might be some weird lineups and stuff. I trust Ben Johnson as the OC. He's very creative with his play calling. And- but Sam Laporta. Yeah, Sam Laporta is another guy I did want to talk about out of the draft. The first selection for them in the second round. Um, and he's a good pass-catching yak tight end. And he's he's kind of a balance. I talked about this while I was on the solo episode. He's a balanced tight end. I watched his tape, and he's promising. He's he very promising. He's a physical freak as well. So we'll, we'll have to see uh, you know, if Jared Goff and him can get off on the right foot. I imagine he can. Jared Goff has always been relatively good with his connections with tight ends. Um, except T.J. Hawkinson, obviously, but Brock Wright emerged later last year. And then you think about Tyler Hig- Higby and then Gerald Everett on the Rams. Those were decent tight ends. He never had a premier tight end in his career. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, and you could say T.J. Hawkinson, but he was just mid for the Lions for the past two years. I mean, he, if he wasn't, you know, banged up a little bit, he, you know, kind of just disappeared out there because, you know, the, the focal point isn't the tight end in this offense. And when it needs to be, we just need someone that's a very good blocker and someone that actually, you know, has that higher effort. And I, I feel like TJ Hawkinson, especially when he said, I just want to go to a place where I can go win games and then we beat him. them. Fuck uh, him. I think two weeks later. It was just fucking funny. It so, was. I, I just something to think about. I, I do have high hopes for Sam Laporta because he's going to be in a good tight end room with Brock Wright and uh, some of those other guys that were drafted in the past two years. So. There's upside there. How about how about yourself? What are your thoughts on Sam Laporta? Sam Laporta is gonna be a good, you know, safety valve for when we don't have JMO those first three weeks. Yeah. You look at the the, the, yeah, the diversity we went through, you know, last year, especially the first couple weeks of last year. It's even the same thing. Yeah. Le- the first couple weeks of last year, Amon was hurt. Uh, you know, we had you know some injuries in our receiving core. One of our starting receivers, and uh, is it, Tom Kennedy last yeah. year. One of our starting receivers was Tom fucking Kennedy. Are you kidding me? And he had a touchdown pass. A touchdown pass. Fucking stud, by the way. I'm not, no, he no, is. I'm not dissing Tom Kennedy. But, uh, 
he is not a starting wide receiver. He also got re-signed. Maurice Alexander okay. is getting the contact oh, yeah. a contract extension as well. Oh yeah. Um, another thing I've been noticing is um, Jared Goff and Penny Sewell's relationship is real. Mm-hmm. Um, it just dates back to even Penny Sewell's rookie season against the Los Angeles Rams. A little bit of a late hit on Jared from Aaron Donald and Penny started grabbing Aaron Donald's face mask. Only person that's seen yeah, that didn't back down. You know, and I, I think Penny can legitimately be. You know, one of the premier linemen of this decade, if not the next, yeah, you know, maybe fifteen yeah. years. Um, he's he's a dog. And he has like all of he has all of the traits that you'd want in in a lineman. He, he is does. especially a tackle. You know, you look at those outside guys. He's a big guy. He's fast. He has motor. Had a catch last year. Yeah, the catch last year. Like <laughs> in his. Offensive awareness, he knows where everyone is behind him. He knows where Jared is. He doesn't have to look at Jared. He knows where he is. Yeah. He knows where Montgomery is going to be. He knows where Gibbs is going to be. He knows what guys he has to pick up. And you look at these traits, and you're looking at a guy who has real Hall of Fame potential. He does. Now, you cannot shy away from the fact that Penny Sewell can possibly be a Hall of Fame player. I, I think really he can be. I think he has the upside to definitely be that. Um, and he again, he's becoming more of a vocal leader. Um, and I, I, there, there's another article on here. It says Panay is becoming more of, of a vocal leader, thanks to Jared Goff. And one thing I have noticed about Jared Goff, especially last season, was how much more like talkative he was. Like he was shit talking. Mm. You know, there was a little bit of a, yeah. a little bit of a scruffle breaking out on the sideline one time, and yeah. the whole team mm. came up to back him and up. And I feel like that's shit. more with just the move to Detroit. You're looking at some of these, you know, hard nosed cities with some, you know different people in him. You look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady went from New England and you see his entire attitude change when he got to Tampa. Yeah. Came to Florida, he was a different guy. You see a Jared Goff, he was in LA his whole life. Kind of a fucking kind pussy. Of, kind of a phony city. Yeah. Kind of a pussy. You know, a little bit of a you know underspoken, you know, sound you know like well, not loud guy. Yeah, well no, and I, that was definitely because Sean McVay was the vocal leader on that team yeah. and anything Jared did, if he if he needed to go take a shit he needed confirmation from mm. Sean McVay. But now, they're giving him free reign on the offense. They're they're building around his strengths, like they did in L.A. for sure. But now he's being asked to do more. And you mm. see him like growing in his game. And this kind of leads into this next point, another article on here. Um, especially this, it's not just an article, but there's an interview with Dan Campbell. And they were talking about Jared Goff compared to his L.A. days to now. I agree with what you just said for sure, but his play has completely changed. I mean, yeah. the first season he was, he was with the Lions, Anthony Lynn as the OC was just fucking terrible. And that comes with confidence as Yes. Well. He had no help. The move to Detroit probably hurt him a little bit, but this this past season was fucking great. Like, definitely a Pro Bowl nod, which he got to the Pro Bowl, I think his third of his career, um, and he deserved it. Yeah. He had a really good year pretty efficient with the ball and there was a point in the season where he had like fucking 400 something consecutive passes without yeah, a yeah. without a fucking interception in the NFL at one point yeah. he was safe with the ball he broke some stats this year um i think there was a stat of throwing 25,000 passing yards and 97 starts well the only other people to do that was Dan Marino and uh Peyton Manning so that's good company and um, shortly <laughs> yeah, shortly. Yeah, he's gonna grab that as well for sure. He'll he might actually one. set it. Um, but we'll 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 see. Obviously, but just one of those things where Jared Goff is definitely a solid player um, and an above average quarterback in my opinion in this league. And you, you get worse if you 
you know throw anyone else in on this defense and my and this offense in my opinion because it's kind of catered to him the play action pass sure-handed receivers a good solid running game and you know we just needed a good defense last year and we were a 12-win team yeah like if we just had a defense that could get stops in the big games like in the opening weekend against philly like in the second week against uh fucking seattle uh, seattle that game or even uh, the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. That was a winnable game. Wow, that um, Buffalo Bills was definitely winnable. And, you know, we just needed the defense to play a little harder. And, you know, we showed upside on defense last year, but we just need more out of our secondary. And Jared Goff even pointed out uh, in an interview, he was talking about how the secondary has drastically improved. But I, I just wanted to kind of go into what your thoughts on some of the acquisitions and the free and the free agency slash off season were like Emmanuel Mosley, yeah. Cameron Sutton. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? You know, I'm glad you did bring up those two guys because, you know, both Mike Tomlin guys. Yeah, both Mike Tomlin guys. You know, Mike Tomlin is just a, you know, a very good defensive mind. He knows what he's doing. Head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers for anyone that doesn't mm-hmm. know. And I believe he's the only coach with the uh, only coach in NFL history that, that's never had a season below uh, 500. And that, that speaks for itself. But anyway. And he had well, Mitchell Trubisky last year start for the opening six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Rookie quarterback. That's that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, anyway, talking more about Cameron Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley, we needed some corners. And we needed depth at our secondary. And we didn't really pick up a lot of depth in, you know, in, in regards to corners in the draft. You know, I, I wish we did bring up a little bit more, just have a little bit more use at that position just because... You know, Emmanuel Mosley, Cameron Sutton are both on one-year deals. Oh, uh, Cameron Sutton's on a three-year, thirty-three oh, really? million dollar deal. Really? Oh, but they're both, signed. Both over twenty-five years old. Yeah, and but they're uh, vets. Exactly. They're, you know, established cornerbacks, and uh, if 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 they can if they can do what they've been doing for the rest of you know most of their career, they can be you know solid just guys to put in there. I'm not saying they're gonna be standout corners. You never know. Yeah, you really never know, especially with the the coaching that we have. One thing I'd like to say is, in addition to those two guys, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was picked up. Yeah. Um, Tracy Walker will be returning. Kirby Joseph emerged last year. We also picked up Brian Branch, who is definitely, he fell so far in the draft, and he, in my opinion, was definitely a top 25 player, but I understand people aren't going to go crazy over a safety, but he can play corner or like that nickel kind of guy. Yeah. So I want to see the, you know, the depth just continue to grow. We did get younger at the position a little bit. Uh, in my opinion, better. Amani, yeah. Amani's out, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Harris is back. Um, Okuda is gone, thank God. Is Mike Hughes here? Mike Hughes is also gone. Okay. Thank God. No. I, I mean, actually, thank fucking God. That guy got burned by wide receiver fours uh, across the board. We really Okuda, cleared house. No, th- we had to, bro, because that was the problem. The top end was the problem. Man-to-man coverage was the problem. The fact that Jeff Okuda in his second... Um, um, start against Jefferson this season. They had to pull him after the second drive because he was getting annihilated. And then you know Mike Mike Hughes and Will Harris and didn't was, help. That was the second game against uh, against, the, against the Vikings. Yeah, that was the second game in the the first game against the Vikings. He actually had like he had he had locks on the, the beginning. On, on, the beginning of the season, he was the bright spot of the defense on the back end. And then he just fell off a fucking cliff. And it's just like, bro, it's your fourth year here. I'm done. Mm-hmm. We're done. You're done. Exactly. Go to Atlanta, revive your career if you can. But I don't think he can, bro. Um, Godspeed to Jeff Okuda for sure, but it's just yeah. he, he got drafted way too high by a terrible organization at the time, and just the injuries just destroyed his career. I mean, I still mean, a terrible organization, but uh, no, still it is still is 
for sure. But, they, uh, they still got to. They just got to win a fucking playoff exactly. game. Exactly. That's what they need. <laughs> they need a fucking playoff game. Yeah. Uh, but the CJ Gardner Johnson pickup. What were your thoughts on that? So yeah, if you've been listening to the podcast, listening to any of our NFL episodes, you know that I'm a big Eagles guy. I you know I watched CJ Gardner Johnson this entire season. Watched him go in there and be you know one of the, I'm pretty sure he had uh, like the the most picks in the NFL last year, mm. or, or, or he was up there top three. Gotcha. He had six or seven picks last year as a safety, and up there with Minka Fitzpatrick. Damn. Which is you know, when you're around good company like elite guys, you're going to be thrown into that elite conversation. And there's no reason why CJ Gardner Johnson is not in the elite conversation. Look at what he was doing last year. He led the Eagles, led the Eagles defense to a Super Bowl appearance, and you know he he didn't really have the best Super Bowl. I'm not gonna say he had the best Super Bowl appearance, but he wasn't bad. And you know, at the at the time, I'm really thinking about it. There's not a lot that was really stopping that Chiefs team. That Chiefs team was just so good last year. They were not a lot that was really stopping that, except for that holding call. Like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, the officiating across the board, I, I guess, was a little rough. And, but that's a discussion exactly. for another time. But that is, anyways, I'm about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He's such a good, versatile safety. Like, he can be all over the field. He's everywhere. And I do think, just because we picked up him, and then we picked up Brian Branch, I don't think that Tracy Walker will be with us for very, you know, a lot longer. Yeah, he still does have two years on his deal, but he is a captain still, so I think yeah. you know him and Kirby Joseph can work something out back there. But um, like you said, I don't think he'll be with us after this season, yeah. especially if he doesn't produce. But you have, Kirby, you have Kirby Joseph and Brian Branch right under him. But like I said, Brian Branch might not. Exactly. He might know, not play safety. He may not play safety. He may play like nickel corner or something like that, or slot corner. Yeah, I, I trust the process of the of the development uh, stage, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But another guy I wanted to quickly talk about was Hendon Hooker. Oof, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on him? That pick, I, I think he's a high quality backup, but mm. he's apparently throwing the ball <coughs> again, so that's good. Um, what what are your thoughts on him? That was a very surprising pick, in my opinion. Even third round, right? Yeah, third round. And you know, even when they made that pick, I uh, you know I was just. I was looking on my phone, scrolling on scrolling on Instagram, and I saw you know it kind of spoiled. I spoiled it for myself, and it was like you know, I didn't want to tell anybody because you know why why, why would I spoil that for anybody else? But uh, seeing my first reaction was, you know why? But then you know I kind of let it set in a little bit, and I, I do see why we got him just to be that very reliable backup. And honestly, Jared Goff, we don't know how much longer he's got. And if he can't prove himself in the playoffs, yeah. and he can go far in the playoffs, we're not going to be seeing Jerry Goff in Honolulu Blue for very long. No. You know? He will be gone very shortly if he doesn't turn around because Detroit Lions, you know, right now, they're in, the, they're in the point of their franchise where they've been shit for so long, it's now or nothing. They, we need to win now. They want to win now. They want to change. They want to change the entire organization to a winning culture. Yeah. And you can't do that with a quarterback who can't win in the playoffs. Exactly. And we, and we, we had that one episode with my brother, and you want to go look on that. It's a ballad of, uh, of Danny Abel. He's, you know, goes, he, he goes to the University of Tennessee, you know, watches Hendon Hooker avidly, and uh, you want to see a little bit better take, go watch that one. But he was talking about how smart Hendon Hooker is. Mm. And if you can get someone who can absorb all the things that Jared Goff is teaching him, 
then you could have a good and quarterback. There. Even then, bro, like you know, say Jared wins a playoff game this year, you're keeping him because he's gotten yeah. better every year mm-hmm. in the system. Yeah. Year four, they win a really meaningful game in the playoffs. Maybe even go to the Super Bowl. I, I don't want to say we're going to make the Super Bowl this year. I know we're favored, but um, you know, I would like to at least see a wild card and the divisional win. Um, if not, just in a divisional fucking appearance, bro. Yeah. Um, but if Jared Goff goes and wins a playoff game and, you know, turns it around in that regard, and then in the fourth season with the team, he goes and wins another meaningful game, I think you sign him again because he has this year on his deal and then I think one more year on his deal. Yeah. And I think you got to extend him at least two years. And How you know, old will he be at the end of his contract? At the end of this contract, He's he will be... Now, right? No, he is... Twenty seven something. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Wow. I thought he was I believe. Let me let me that. double check that. I thought um, he was Yeah. I'm just gonna double check that real fast. Um, let me see. He yeah, he's twenty eight. So at the end of this contract he's gonna be thirty. And that's a seasoned veteran quarterback that honestly, if he's good in your system at thirty mm-hmm. or in in within these two upcoming years I mean, you're just going to re-sign him, bro. Yeah, like, but you're why? not re-signing him for a long contract. He's no, 30, two years. You he'll know. be 30 at the end of that, and you have, you know, at the time, at, we don't know how good Hendon Hooker is going to be you know, at, at the time of Jared Goff, you know, ending his contract. If Jared Goff hasn't really shown that he can be a bona fide stud, like, even if he is winning playoff games, you know, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was winning playoff games. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. But I'll also say this. They, they've had no success. Exactly. Like, ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if they can have a couple years where they're winning a playoff game, then you have a fucking Alex Smith here, mm-hmm. and you're going to draft a guy in the yeah. draft, and Hendon can be that certified backup. I don't know if they have plans for him to become the starter, but he has upside. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you never know. I mean, he was really, if he did tear his ACL, it probably would have been a higher draft pick. And yes. He probably would have won the Heisman. I mean, there, there is a discussion for that, for sure. But overall, so far, the date is six twelve twenty three. What is your overall grade for the Lions off season draft? Just like everything, just yeah. pickups as, yeah. as a whole, everything. I'm gonna go for us. You know, we got what we needed. B plus. We you know, just only reason I'm going B plus is just because I feel like we could have gone a little bit better in the draft, especially a little bit you know, later in the draft. Could have gotten a little bit more. You know, depth to our defense. Yeah. And uh, maybe a little bit more offensive line. But, uh, you know, B-plus is, is not a bad grade. It's, no. it's a very good grade. and uh, We got better. Exactly. Got better. That's, that's the main focal point of an offseason, of a draft, is don't get worse. And they didn't get worse. So. Exactly. Um, but I guess that's a good way to wrap it up. I mean, if you guys are Detroit Lions fans, definitely make sure you're tuning into these games this upcoming season. They're, they have a promising squad and a lot of expectations, So, um, and we'll definitely have a lot of content coming for the Lions, the Bears, the Giants, the Bucks, the Eagles. Uh, all the teams we'll be covering for sure. But if you guys have anything you need um, regarding like information on some of these teams, check out our Instagram at Tea Time Reports and our Twitter at Tea Time Reports as well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Take care.